Our reading today is by the Reverend Dr. Howard Thurman. How good it is to center down, to sit quietly and see oneself pass by. The streets of our minds seethe with endless traffic. Our spirits resound with clashings and noisy silences. While someone, something deep within hungers and thirsts for the still moment and the resting lull. With full intensity we seek, ere the quiet passes, a fresh sense of order in our living. A direction, a strong, sure purpose that will structure our confusion and bring meaning in our chaos. We look at ourselves in this waiting moment, kinds of people we are. The questions persist. What are we doing with our lives? What are the motives that order our days? What is the end of our doings? Where are we trying to go? Where do we put the emphasis and where do our values focus? For what end do we make sacrifices? Where is my treasure? And what do I love most in life? What do I hate most in life? And to what am I true? Over and over the questions beat in upon the waiting moment. As we listen, floating up through all the jangling echoes of our turbulence, there is a sound of another kind, a deeper note which only the stillness of our hearts make clear. It moves directly to the core of our being. Our questions are answered, our spirits refreshed, and we move back into the traffic of our daily round with the peace of the eternal in our step. How good it is to center down. Good morning. Good morning. How good it is to center down with you this Sunday. I come bearing news of hopes, of paradoxes, and dreams. My name is Reverend Daniel Lawler. I am the community minister at the Brooklyn Unitarian Congregation, and I'm co-director of the Unitarian Universalist Ministry for Earth. UU Ministry for Earth hopes to coordinate and support the work of congregations like yours across the association engaged in the work of trying to embody our stated values for the love of the rhythm of nature and the respect for the inherent dignity of each being. I am so excited to be here on Earth Day at Fourth Universalist because your congregation, even just in the seven months I've been in the role as co-director, is one I get so excited by with your passion for Beyond Plastics, your advocacy with our legislative ministries, and individuals who constantly ask me, how do we embody our hopes? And you do. And this morning, I feel this beckoning to preach on universalism. Because after all, this is the fourth universalist church. 
Our tradition of Unitarian Universalism embodies multiple religious traditions, from Hindu to Christian, from Jewish to Buddhist, from secular to eclectic. And within these webs of spiritual grounding, there are two streams that have a debate. The Unitarian stream, which is grounded in questions and critical insight, and the Universalist stream that pushes us towards a greater understanding of love and has consistently. Even as those of us who claim Universalism as an inspiring anchor tradition recognize that as individuals in any given historical moment, we fail. We don't live up to this contention that God is love. We dishonor that heritage but we also make amends because we know at the foundation of all that is, is a creative unfolding, a radical argument that says at the essence of life is hope, that life itself has inherent unknown possibilities, perpetual unfolding. That is our hope. The essayist Gia Tolentino argues the nature of a revelation is that you don't have to re-experience it. You don't even have to believe whatever is revealed to hang on to it for as long as you want. You would be better for having listened. You would be changed. Our ancestors in faith on the universalist side were inspired by ancient scripture that said, in the house of the eternal are many rooms. If that were so, I would have told you, because I am going to prepare a space for you. Ancient scripture that said, do not forget to entertain strangers, because through that, some have welcomed angels unaware. The universalist side, the hope, is to create a house for all people, a house of prayer for all people. In our time, our UUA president, Susan Frederick Gray, argues that no one is going to heaven alone. Collective salvation, community salvation is our call. And her dream and vision is for Unitarian Universalists and our allies and all who believe in hope to be known as the people who show up. Yet there is a paradox. Deep in this wonderful tradition that goes back to the 1780s, deep in this wonderful tradition is the reality that as we look around the world, we see constant contradictions to this affirmation that we are part of the kingdom of love. We see constant daily affirmations that we are in a complicated world where good and evil mix, where kindness and dismay dance, where sometimes the temptation is constantly to look away from one another. Yet this vision that love is at the essence of all life, this expansion and this idealism of our awareness it's inspired people all around the world to do amazing things. And I feel accountable to those ancestors in our tradition who in contexts all over the world 
took a claim for hope. One story that I get very inspired by is in Korea, in the last century, from the 20s to the 50s, there was a universalist movement centered in one of the industrial cities in the South, vibrantly producing eight congregations and schools, and was able to survive and resist the imperial occupation that it suffered under Japan. And then in the aftermath of World War II, as Korea was divided between the Soviets and the United States, and a violent, violent civil war took place, that association of congregations actually was destroyed. Many of the churches were disbanded, many of the ministers, many of their families were even killed. And yet after the war, one of the leaders in that movement, Reverend Cho, said, you know, love still is the essence of life. And maybe we won't have a church building to embody this conviction, but I believe in education and I believe in children. And he worked with others in that congregation to be involved in the development of schools in South Korea. His own children ended up immigrating in the 70s, escaping the dictatorship at the time. Our lives have unknown stories. Even in moments of tremendous destruction, there can be an unexpected unfolding towards a new possibility. And on Earth Day in 2022, where we just heard a song about a burning river, the temptation to dismay might be strong. Yet here we are in Manhattan on the unceded land of the Lenape people claiming that love matters. We can listen to the birds across the street. We can be present with the rhythms of nature unfolding. We know that the beauty that we see in one another's eyes is just as real as the pollution in the air that we breathe. The evil is real, but it doesn't negate the fact that possibility exists. The harm that we know comes from fossil fuel emission and deforestation for animal agriculture, those are real. And so is the work to build alternatives. We know that the deep uncertainties of our time that we encounter every day are not final are not final. One of the profoundest realities of universalism is this notion of connection, a non-severable connection. Connection can be ignored, connection can be cultivated, but whether we choose to lean into possibility or not, our connections to one another are not actually negotiable. These connections are descriptive fact. You and I are connected. Those in the ambulance right now caring to someone in need are connected. This physical space offers a marker, a moment. Hold fast to possibility and love. One of the hopes I've encountered in climate justice work, in environmental justice work, is from individuals who even in these depressing times 
hold fast to the truth that we can be awake to the moment. Whether on an individual level, from moving to a primarily plant-based diet, to consistent, consistent, consistent political advocacy, and showing up at the local, state, and federal level to write notes, to call Congress people, to push, whether through the New York Renews Justice Coalition or New York UU Justice, our legislative mystery, ministry, to solidarity and accompaniment, financially, socially, and organizationally with communities at risk from displacement and harm from rising sea levels. All over the country, from Louisiana to here in Manhattan, People are creating moments of connection where people will spend time to listen, to imagine, to create. Paula Cole Jones, who I hope you get a chance to hear from at one point, is a remarkable lay leader in the current tradition of Unitarian Universalism. And she asked a question in the book Justice on Earth. What can you do to build relationships, build trust, build partnerships, and make a difference. What can you do to build relationships, build trust, build partnerships, and make a difference? Right now, the world has all the scientific consensus it needs to move towards better environmental policies. We don't have cultural community deep relationships to affirm that this is our route forward. We have to find a way as people of faith to connect with congregations and traditions across this city and world to embody and pressure and push for the type of world we want to be in. When I was in seminary, I was very lucky to go on a trip right before COVID struck us. And I went down to Selma and Montgomery, and I met a now elder activist who was a child protester in the 60s. And she looked at us and she shared, if you're the missing piece of the puzzle, you're the most important piece. And I don't share that as a way to say any one of us is like the key, but in a particular situation, on the church board we're serving at, on the financial investment firm we work at, what we're doing on the bus to one another, how we choose to act might create unintended ripples of hope. And that's a power we all have. We're in New York City, and over the last 200 years, there have been countless expressions of universalism inspired by every faith tradition in the world, beckoning to this notion that love is at the essence of the universe. The prayers and the languages are different, but all hold up that the sacred divine is oriented toward love. Some of those manifestations have been long lasting, like here at Forth. Others survive only a generation but all of them contribute to the manifestation to welcome the stranger, to see the sacred in the other, and to create temples that have rooms for everyone. A century from now, when people look back at the faith community's response to the environmental justice crisis we face, 
and the xenophobic populism that we encounter all the time. They will look in curiosity to New York. They will see at the moment there are three Unitarian and Universalist congregations in Manhattan. They will see as of today there are seven in the entire city. And they will know that we have sisters and brothers in faith in every tradition in thousands of numbers across this city. They will want to know what we did with the opportunity we have to be awake in ways small and intimate and deep and structural. I offer that by creating communities of connection, by creating organized gatherings where we reverence certain values and stories and songs and prayers, where we denounce police brutality and anti-Asian hate, where we celebrate thriving and joy and solidarity, where we elevate and embody practices for clean energy, where we combat systemic oppression, whether it's on Rikers Island or in the air quality over the Bronx Expressway, when we engage in protest against media firms that take ad money from big oil and work to cultivate vibrant cultures of community. Justice, equity, and compassion can be what we and our sisters and brothers in faith are known for. And if we show up to embody that, we are creating power aligned with the notion at the deepest echoes of the universe an unfolding of life and love and sacred possibility. Universalism is one of the largest words in the theological universe. It says you and I and the trees in the park are connected irrevocably. Reverend Dr. Howard Thurman, who we heard in our meditation, once challenged the churches of the 20th century. He said, it does not matter what the intent and purpose of an institution is in its dedication to humanity. If in a segregated neighborhood, if it accepts its assignment as meeting the needs of the district, the people in that district, such an institution in time will be like the district segregated. He challenged 20th century churches to push themselves. Don't be partial to one vision. Always seek to encounter and go beyond. This place is connected to communities in Jakarta, in Kiev, in Lagos, in Mumbai, in Montgomery, in Cape Town, in Paris. Try as we might, we cannot remove these connections. We can't. No matter what political, media, and religious leaders try to do to preach about fixed spiritual boundaries and tightening national borders, universalism holds that there are connections bigger than any political moment or even any particular religious tradition. We are called, challenged, and invited to ask, what does it mean to be a universalist on Earth Day? Perhaps it means we're called to make every day Earth Day. Let's stay awake to who is in front of us. Let's take this time to meditate, to pray, to study, to show up, to see one another. Let's dare to be open to love.
we might just be changed. As Reverend Brown once prayed, teach us, therefore, to love. May it be so. Thank you.